Hi, I'm Nyasha, and I'm bringing you the final episode of the college grads. Firstly, so many Zimbabwean college graduates from all around the globe, right? If you're one of them, congratulations. This series could not have possibly accommodated all the talented people individually, but it did capture our collective spirit as Zimbabweans of working hard, persevering, and just making something out of nothing, you guys. And so on this last episode, we are going back to the city where we started, Gweru. My final star went to Fletcher High School and is graduating from his uni in Melbourne, Australia. He's now a civil engineer by profession. Welcome, Nigel Chikwira Madara. Hey, Yesha, how's it going? Thank you for having me. It's amazing to be here. Tell us where you are and what you have been up to. Okay, I'm in Australia at the moment, just uh, finished my studies as well, so I'm about to graduate as you. Congratulations, by the way, how are you feeling? Thank you. Oh, and thank you for asking. I always talk to people about this, about how like our lives have been so structured and, you know, there was yeah. form four, there was upper six, and then there was college. And so there were clear ways in which you could tell that you succeeded. Like you get your 10 A's, you get your 15 points, you get your, I don't know, distinction. And then now it's like, I guess a promotion, I guess exactly. getting married, I guess, I don't know. So yeah, how are you yeah, my feeling? End, it feels like I can now talk the big guns with the big boys. You know what I mean? Like, um, like even my uncles will be talking about work every single time. So I feel like I can now go into that conversation and now start to complain about something that is work related. Right. Rather than just talking about assignments that I need to submit that and do that. So it kind of feels like a good space. Yeah. So Wait, that's what so I'm you... doing. I've been here for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit different to home, but literally so many opportunities. So, yeah, that's a little bit what I'm doing at the moment as well. I'm trying to um, branch into this tennis coaching because I love tennis myself. So, yeah, that's that's a little bit about me. Maybe talk about your universities first and then we'll go into actually what you're doing full time. Okay. Um, so my university at the moment is called uh, Melbourne Polytechnic. Um, it's uh, based in Melbourne, as it says. I came here like four years ago studying civil engineering. And this had been the whole part and the whole, my desire to actually study civil engineering. Like since I was a kid, I was drawing up houses or I was um, doing this whole sketches and drawing. So um, for those who know- Was it just houses or was it also cars? Uh, I didn't really even know how to draw cars, to be honest. Really? That was was a whole, anything with a straight edge, I was the king of it, I think. Like, so buildings won't be a problem, like bridges won't be a problem. So um, that's why I kind of curated my desire or my passion, if if, if you decide Mm -hmm. to it. For those who know me, like from upper six, I didn't really come out with good results. And this was the whole turnaround of people's mindsets of saying, okay, so what's Nigel going to do? How's yeah. this going to unfold and everything? Um, but 
God opened this like pathway to come to Australia and study still the like civil engineering in Zim, you'd have to have 20 points or you'd have to have 15 points to actually attain it. Right. Um, but with my seven points to know that I'm able to still do something that I love and my goals and my ambitions did not get crushed because of the results that came through was a really big turnaround on my life. And um, that's always to thank God of to say, um, no matter what stage you are in life, you can still have a, like God will provide a way out of any of those situations. So came here, started studying. The funny thing is you'd be now seeing school or uh, uni in a different eyeset. It, it, it makes you be a little bit better on who you want to be when you're studying in that in that perspective. Um, so those HDs will be coming through and you'll be feeling, okay, we need to uh, put more work in. Um, but as soon as you know it, uni is done and you're next, uh, next up on the next thing. Right. Oh my gosh, your story is so interesting. I think I want to go back a little bit to when you're in upper six. So you did MPCTG. Tell me what exactly. your thought process was in choosing those four subjects, because I think you probably could have done like MPC or just MPTG. So how did that happen? Okay, so this is going to get interesting, but we'll get there. Um, so let me go back a little bit uh, back when we were okay. at Form 4, right? Yeah. So at Form 4, Nigel here is, he writes his exams and then he flourishes off with his nine A's and two B's and he's all done. And it was like the the toppest peak of my life and I was feeling like, okay, I've made it on top of this the is, world this is who I am. yeah what exactly. else could go wrong right? the world, basically. Yeah. that's right yeah. now with with the social pressures that are there at that moment you'll be feeling let me take the highest thing that is there on the market because i'm the highest gun of thinking basically um because of the results that i've produced the form four so the only thing that was there is okay we've taken this nine a's now let's go and take those 20 points so this decision wasn't based on what I want to do in life, but it was based on um, what social status or what, um, what do I want to be perceived as after I finish um, this upper six. Um, so going into that, it was like MPC TG uh, because I like the TG anyway. So I was like, okay, that's the 20 points that I'm going to get. Um, considering that I'll never use chemistry in my whole life, but still I went for it. It's a decision that was able to put me into other places. I won't talk that down because, for example, if I didn't have those MPCTG, I wouldn't probably be the head of the school, like um, the, the school prefect. So like those things, like they correlate, but at the same time, after you're done, that's where you'd realize that you're not going to be using something for your whole life, but you made a decision on it and you kept on it up until uh, completion. Um, so if, if there's anyone listening who pretty much knows is it a position whereby they, they're about to choose something they want to dive into, um, my advice would be like, you, you need to sort of like see where you're headed. For me, I already knew I'm headed into the engineering sector and that is never going to do anything about chemistry but still because of that social status I pressured myself into do that um, and that, that's the whole transitioning to see where I was ended up in like after I finished my whole degree sorry my whole like upper six. You know that's so interesting to me because I think from all the people that I know who know you 
they think you were this really um you weren't afraid to be different like you would stick to your own thing everybody else would be going left and you'd be like okay i'm going to go right so it's interesting to me that even with like um the principles that you had for yourself you still felt some kind of like you still cared a little bit what people had to say so tell me more about yeah. that and your journey to now like what your relationship is with how people see you and how you see yourself so back then like you know when you're um you know whole high school setting there's there's so many words coming at you and some of them you are successful at beating them because it's not something that really matters in your life but you get to a stage whereby the people who surround you your closest friends um influence so much in your life and they you know you know what it says like bad company corrupts good morals right. um i'm not saying that i had bad company but i'm just saying um the whole the whole environment that you're exposed in if your inner self is not as strong enough um you will literally succumb to that because the pressure's coming from outside will be greater than the one that is inside um so that pretty much produces this whole uh, inflated balloon or like um this whole uh, pressures that literally come at you but transitioning from that upper six moment to to right now where i'm at you get to learn along the journey to see what really matters and what really doesn't matter because my thought process when i was upper six is i'm taking this because it's good for me anyways because if you right. think 20 points that's good for you anyway so yeah. um i didn't see that as a negative time right. as a negative thing at that it moment. still isn't um Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I completely regarded it as something that is uh, along the path that I'm taking and even if I'm going to be not using it it's going to be helpful anyways or so, somehow. But it's just the understanding now that I have to say where we are headed is literally shaped by the calling that we have on our lives to be uh, different. Some people are called to be carpenters, some people are called to be doctors, uh, some people are called to be engineers. So when you understand what your purpose is in life that realigns your ambitions or that realigns your intentions because those intentions are now set to say if anything apart from this comes in my journey i'm not going to be embarking on it because it's not going to be working according to what i want to be um so i think now that's what is really meant like is is on the apex of my of my thought to say um whatever comes on my way I'm not going to be jumping on it up until uh, like unless if it is working towards the the purpose and the calling that I have. Wow. It's so easy that if you think this is your path and then one part of it fails you could feel like okay maybe I'm not really meant to be an engineer if I got seven points. Yeah. So but then you still moved on and you did what you're almost graduating. So what do you think is what's your perspective on, on Zim education now that you've realized that even though you got seven points and you said was probably going to say no nast was going to say no but you know melbourne polytechnic gave you a chance what's your perspective on zim education and in just you know getting second chances or just trying something yeah. even though it didn't fail it didn't work out the first time we don't really know the value of our education up until we test it because out there the value of our education is regarded as one one of the most educated countries when it comes to the education systems pretty right. much they know that zimbabwe is investing its time in um educating people uh down th- to the book because for example we've already come here 
we've already shown flying colors on um, our first year, our second year, our third year, our fourth year. And then they now see this trend of Zimbabweans coming down into diaspora, um, okay. exhibiting this And killing it, yeah. Uh, yeah, this, this great stuff. So um, when you're in Zim, you don't know all this because it's always... Um, it's always shown by NAST, it's always shown by um, UZ, it's always shown by, um, they're the ones who are setting the standard of what points mean, or what yeah. like education means basically. Um, but if you stay out of your comfort zone and sort of like seek um, something somewhere elsewhere, you would realize that, okay, there's still opportunities for me, although if right. I didn't actually come out well. Um, so this yeah. is the stage that I went to because I remember when I was like um, form one, I went to my dad and I told him that I want to study at Harvard. And then he didn't say anything. He didn't <laughs> say, oh, okay, I hear you. Yeah. Um, but I planted that seed in his head at that moment so that he knew where I was headed. So this is something that is really crucial that people communicate with their parents to right. sort of like tell them their ambitions and their goals. And then when I was in upper six now, and then he comes up to me and says, okay, Harvard was pretty much a shot at the moon, but we can at least lend you some stars. Um, let's look at Canada. Let's look at um, Australia. Uh, Australia, <laughs> exactly. And at that moment, I was so naive that I didn't even know that Harvard is a law school. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to go and study there, although if I want to study or whatever I want to study. So this this, this whole ambition, communication, like write your vision and goals on plain paper so that those who pass by it can actually um, help you to make your goal, like um, to reach your goal. So um, if you probably at my stage where I was over, I've already finished, I've failed. Um, I write down my vision on on, on all my parents and said, okay, this is where I want to head it. I don't know how you're going to help me on this journey, but if you're not going to help me, I'll still try to find my way through. Um, Even my friends, I was probably telling them that, guys, this is what I want to do. And I'm not deviating from that. So, yeah, yeah, the perseverance that comes for me to know that, okay, I'm still going to pursue it, although it looks a little bit different, I think kind of makes it um, in that way. Someone wants to come and say hi. Hey, Angie. <laughs> How are we? Did you know she was here? Oh, you can't hear. Oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, Angie, what's up? Hi Nigel, how are you? It's good to see you. Thank you for actually making me meet with Nigel. Look at us now actually talking. <laughs> I should be royalties for all those YouTube views, all of that stuff. I need to be paid. We'll pay. Uh, this is who we love to be here. I have one question. This is for all the Fletcher people. Yes, head girl, let's hear it. Yes. Who was your favorite teacher? All my days. All my days. That's gonna be so hard because, <laughs> like, this is this is so hard. I've never thought of it that way. I would say Mr. Shumba was my favorite teacher. Oh wow! I've never had. To. Yeah, like he was sort of like a dad to me, pretty much. Like he didn't show it, but I think he was like our boarding captain as well at that, at that time. So there's this time that I got really sick. That's where he showed it. He couldn't. He couldn't even like yeah, hide it at all. Like he came to my house like every single day, like every single like half a day just to check up on me to see how I'm at. Um, and that was that was the most heartfelt to know that the teachers also love the students although they don't show it. So I guess that was that was pretty much 
the time that I saw a teacher actually give out their hearts to me. But apart from that, my Gwemende is on the list, if you know. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, there you go. She was really nice. I was telling Nigel that he yeah. sounds Australian. He does? Four years in Australia. <laughs> no, don't even say that. Like, I'm completely Zim. What are you talking about? Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank, you. Nice thank you. I hope Mr. Okay, thank you. We'll, we'll cut the clip. For so you. I was asking you how you got the opportunity, like how your process was applying to Australia, because there's not many people who apply um, yeah. to Australia. If you're not an expert in the field, you'd rather con- consult people who are experts in that field. Okay. That was my whole strategy today to it. Like I stayed in Guerrero, but nonetheless, I made the effort to go for hours to Harare. Mm-hmm. Just to talk to some agencies and hear what what is really needed. You know, when we need when we have a goal of saying this is where I wanna be, um, we gotta put in some effort to actually see what it takes to get there. Um, so I went over to Harare, um, asked, what does it take for me to actually get there? Do you need me to do upper six again so that I get there? Um, or what, what, what is needed? Can you use these results? What can you give me with these results? Um, those simple and dumb questions lead you to the greatest opportunities that pretty much are hiding underneath. It costs you, yes, around $100. If you see like we had that six six months break you'll be building up onto that like all that money that you have i was just building up onto that knowing that i can raise a hundred dollars in six months um so i can be able to go and consult people and probably make my vision to be where i want to be those guys were the ones who helped me step by step um to start applying writing those like uh, english exams writing those essays i would write an essay send it to them and then they would pretty much bring it back to me you'd have to dig in a little bit deeper if you're looking for something that is scholarship related because there's a two two ways either personal funded scholarship related so um, for me, I was fortunate enough because after telling my dad from first year, from like I form one, he was able to save up onto my goal, knowing that I don't want to study in Zimbabwe. Right. So that was easier for me because I had already told him at that at that time. But when you wake up after your form six and then you just hit your dad or your mom, like saying, this is what I want to do. They have not yet incorporated that into their plan. So that won't actually unfold as, as it is. But that being said, when you're out here, you've got so many tremendous opportunities that you can work whilst you're studying and you're actually paying for your school fees as well. I didn't even end up needing the money that my parents had saved up on because the moment I got here, I got a job just working at Samsung, um, selling devices, nine to five kind of job. And you'd see that it's two, t- it's two days a week or three days a week so that I'm still doing my uni full time and still paying for my school fees as well. So um, those opportunities are open. Let, let, your, let not your mind be limited on money or something like that to say, I need money to achieve success because God has got so many ways to provide money to you. So um, yeah, this is, okay. this is sort of like a snippet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, how so did you get up here? Sorry, I didn't. Uh, how I got to the US? Uh, right. That's a good question. I don't think we've really addressed this on this uh, series. It's a college access program called USAP. Some okay. people know it's same a as MD, yeah? yeah, it's the same college access program. And basically with the US, you need SATs, recommendations. I'm sure you needed that. Fortunately, the U.S. offers some financial aid. Uh, but I think it's such a good point that you say that, you know, parents need to start saving up early. I think that's within the culture in the U.S. because there is not a lot of financial aid to give out to international students. So um, we were fortunate that we got that. 
but you know if anyone has any questions like feel free to hit me up and i think nigel i will share your socials if you're comfortable um if there's anyone with any questions about that but i want to switch gears a little bit uh we'll need to talk about like your career now and just some of the interesting things or maybe growth or whatever that you know we are seeing through you which i think you know, with all the people that know you, they are going to be really inspired. Uh, but before we do that, there's a couple of rapid fire questions that I'm going to ask. So, okay. you know, the quickest answer you can give me. Favorite item of clothing? Suit. Um, it's got to be the jacket. Uh, chicken yeah. in or pizza in? Chicken in all the way. Comedy or thriller? Thriller. I love my thrillers. If there was a th- the really far end of the thrillers where we were going into apocalyptic horror and everything, this is where I dwell. I love just the whole, <laughs> the whole, the whole suspense and. Um, Complete this sentence for me, please. Um, I can't leave my house without my phone. Favorite song? It's a group. It's a group called uh, Maverick City. Maverick Music. City. Yeah, yeah. You know how it is. The the and last person I interviewed said the same thing. Spotify has got this beautiful thing that it allows you to set your alarm through a Spotify song. So you're not just putting my setting an alarm like a random uh, like doorbell sound or anything like that. It's completely a worship song that is coming in. Um, so that just wakes me up and I'm already in that worship kind of vibe and it starts my day in a, in a really big bang. So it's called Champion by Maxim. Cool. Um, I guess your favorite genre is contemporary worship music. Okay. okay so last one um who do you look up to it changes with seasons right now i'm looking up to a guy called bill johnson i'm actually gonna moment. write that down yeah. <laughs> say that again i'm gonna write it down <laughs> just to look um, it up um yeah. okay so yeah we're gonna go back to our questions um what do you think people from fletcher remember you as versus like people from melbourne how people from melbourne polytechnic are gonna remember you okay at Fletcher, it was completely different because you had this whole hierarchy situations of, um, we had a really good group called Scripture Union. So that really defined the person that I was. It, it set some boundaries in my life of things that I would never jump onto. Um, for example, going on a hot topic, uh, we told ourselves that we're not going to date up until we finish upper six. Um, and that was the whole boy pack that we had at the moment because it defined some certain values and core values of ourselves. To my closest friends back at Fletcher, they would still like remember me as someone people who was supportive and someone who was there for them. For the whole congregation, they'll probably think that um, this is just the head of the school, he's doing what he does. Um, yeah. Some even called me fierce at some point. I'm like, I ain't fierce at all. But like, it's one of those like pictures where someone, if you're the head boy of the school, you'd be just painted in such of a way. Yeah. And you'd have to up, uplift those moments as well because the the, the teachers are Authority, yeah. Yeah, it's authority. Um, so transitioning to Melbourne Polytechnic or where I'm at at the moment, um, all those titles get stripped away. They don't mean anything at all. You don't walk in a room and everyone is quiet. Like, <laughs> that's how it is. Right? Yeah. Um, 
you start to go back on the thing that matters in terms of soft skills, starting to make friends again, starting to uh, hang around with people, show your input and your value in terms of who your friends or what, what you're going to be putting it into the friendships. So right now, walking out of uni, going to people's, to my friends' weddings, um, rejoicing together in like times of, I had a birthday yesterday and it was really beautiful in terms of um, just seeing my uni friends being there, meeting my home friends, meeting my church friends. I don't have much uni friends, probably I can recall four people um, of the whole uni and those people, I did life with them for the whole four years. And sometimes I think that's really what matters in uni because there's so many people Focus on the on the four that you have or focus on the group that you have. You're able to actually create lifelong friends. So that's 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 the difference between high school and um and university for me. Okay. So while we are talking, like I've been picking up, you know, teams of like, you know, what the Lord has done for you, like God paving way and everything. Tell me about what happened in August 2017. Because I know you made like a post about you know, something about the prodigal son or something and something happened happening in August 2017. Do you remember? If you still remember the prodigal son, he asked what whatever he needed or whatever his portion was from mm-hmm. uh, his, his father. father. Exactly. And yeah. then he was given and then he went over, he spent it completely. And um, from there, he sort of like realized that he doesn't have anything. That moment of realization of saying, okay, let me go back home. Me living Zimbabwe, I felt like I was uprooted from everything that I had set down on ground. I felt like I completely started to make a name for myself. You know what I mean? Like with whole upper six, with the whole crew that I was doing church life with, that was something big because we were meeting in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening, every single day, encouraging one another. So when I was taken off from Zim and I was seeing this ministry goal or this ministry portion of myself coming into play, uh, my church pastor was actually asking me to be also the head of the whole um, like Baptist convention for youth. So um, these offers were on the table for me to like literally jump onto. And this was like my long life dreams. Um, Moving on to Melbourne, it actually felt like I've been, I've, I've been, I've been stripped of everything that I had at that moment, and being put in a solitary place whereby no one knows who I am, no one knows what happened before, and I'm completely treated as someone who's completely like just general and basic. That kind of felt like that moment whereby I'm the prodigal son, but I don't have the things that that like just I don't wonder, have. The, yeah. Yeah, to squander. I don't have. You just any- feel like you are lost. You're not at home. You're not in a place where you're grounded or you exactly. can relate like, to people. Yeah, uh, a good right. analogy was when you're transplanting a tree, it first dies again, like it withers off all the trees before it actually mm. uh, flourishes and booms. At that moment of like transplanting myself mm. and coming into Melbourne. The dying process wasn't really fun at all because um, I had to start back again to say, okay, we need people to do life with. Um, whom I am going to choose? Like, what is this going to look like? Um, so in those moments, you've got so many questions that pretty much raise up your anxiety levels to say, um, am I going to amount to someone who I was supposed to be if, like if I was going to stay in Zim? Um, but the fun factor is... 
the things that I thought that God had taken away from my table, he was just refining so that he gives me back in, in due season. Because now I'm hosting these um, these meetings whilst I'm here and I'm completely preaching back home with from uh, like to the whole uh, youth in Zimbabwe um, using the same platform that I could have used four years ago, but now in a more broader perspective, thanks to COVID, actually, uh, like actually, um, they are able to actually talk to people while it's there online and everything. So um, those opportunities, God has got a different mindset to wait up until you're actually um, mature enough because it says perseverance is the thing that actually Actually gives you um, maturity. It gives you um, like clarity in terms of where you're supposed to be going. Um, if if a diamond or if 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 gold had brain, would ask it while it is still in the furnace to say, "What were you thinking when you were burning?" It would tell you it was a really rough season. It was a really rough patch. But if you ask it afterwards, whereby it's shining, it's now on that ring, it will tell you that um, I feel like the king of the world or the queen of the world pretty much because it's been refined. It's been um, completely like put on a pedestal. So um, at that moment, I completely felt like I was in a furnace because I didn't have anything to squander. I didn't have anything to do. Like my friends were stripped away from me. My connections were stripped away from me. But if you ask me now, I've completely have this um, beautiful platform whereby I'm having people to trust on, people to call friends, people to call family. Um, So that was the whole issue about that. So I'm curious, I think, you know, coming out of the prodigal son story, I think the prodigal son had a, rediscovered his identity right like I'm my father's son and I do this and I do that what do you think you now what do you think are your core identities like things you really identify as if that makes sense Um, yeah yeah it does um so like the product of son I had to now rethink my mindset of saying okay there's no me there's no point of me going back home right now because that is not going to work you know what I mean um so I gotta find myself in the deserted land right and i gotta i gotta find my um, my route you know we have this picture of the prodigal son running back to to the father but the bible comes in and says the father was also running back to him when he saw him he, he literally removed his coat so that gave me the no the the notion and kings didn't run by that time, that was completely um, something he renders for Jewish kings to run. So um, knowing that our God is able to meet us where we are um, was a really big revelation for me to know that I don't really need to go back home for me to establish the things that I have because my heart and passion for Zim to actually get it somewhere um, is really big. That at a certain point in my life, we're actually going to go back home and do some incredible stuff. Um, but at the moment, we, we're like wondering, trying to see or to define ourselves because um, I, I guess we don't really define ourselves when we are at home. We define ourselves when we are outside of our home. Right. Um, because, outside your comfort where, zone. Yeah, that's where the values are tested. Yeah. Your mom tells you, we don't do that. We don't do this. And we don't do that. When you go out home, um, that's where you can't hear your mom's voice, but it's in your head. 
and you're trying to still hold on to those values. So at the moment, I think I identify myself as, as a person who's trying to secure the package. Um, and this, this, this has been a really big statement for me this year because it has shaped who, uh, who I want to be in 2021 because 2020 was complete another year that we can't go back to. Um, but 2021 was just that year that I have dedicated myself to say, if you do what you said you're going to do, you're actually going to be a better person or a better vision of yourself. So right now I'm just identifying myself as someone who's, um, who's goal orientated at the moment and trying to um, achieve the things and the opportunities that are in my path without missing a, missing a time. Which is very beautiful. And there's something else that's really beautiful that I saw you did was um, there was a, during the time where there was, um, I guess, protests, saying Zimbabwean lives matter and everything, you did a video which was like talking about, you know, this protest and also like the anger that people were projecting. And yeah. first of all, you need to share with me the instrumental you used for that video because <laughs> it just put me at ease and I was like, wow, I'm exactly. feeling this. Yeah. I'm yeah. in the spirit. But something really powerful you said was instead of crying out to the source of anger, cry yeah. out to the source of hope. Yeah. Where did you yeah. find that? That is so beautiful. And I don't know mm. if you just want to elaborate that a little bit more to people. All credit to the Holy Spirit. Literally, when you're just talking, sometimes it just like gives you these wonderful gems that make sense. It was a really hard time to just see the whole Black Lives Matter unfold. Um, and to see how Zimbabwe was reacting to it was just the biggest, my, my biggest concern pretty much because um, when people are not exposed to much travel, Black Lives Matter completely means something that's a little bit different to right. someone who's traveled. I don't know if you agree with me at that moment, like, because... How do you think Zimbabweans who haven't traveled see Black Lives Matter? If you haven't felt the white supremacist be racist to you you can't carry the same weight on your shoulders to someone who has been like a little i've been jerked walking in the street just like by someone who randomly um didn't like black people at all and had to call the police and everything um but if you think of it in a Zimbabwean perspective whereby if a white person is to walk down the street she's an angel he's an angel um, that people are looking up to and saying, ah, murungu, murungu. they're already regarding them as a higher social class as compared to us. So, and more intelligent and more beautiful. Exactly, exactly. The, hence why the bleaching, hence why the, the, the losing melanin. I'm like, this is important skin. What are we doing? Hence um, why if you speak with a Zimbabwean accent, it's like you don't know what you're uh, doing. You're lame. For me now, relating this whole issue to the situation that was there in Zimbabwe, basically, was really the the most important thing for me because um, by that time, people were hitting each other in the streets. People were um, like, that, that's the whole police shooting as well in the, right. in the streets of Harare. Um, tear gases. And then you'd see a transition of, uh, singers back in Zimbabwe correlating with the situation and feeding off that anger of the people, um, producing songs that are like, for, for example, pretty much high up there, really angerative and really uh, out pumping because people need a release. Mm -hmm. um, so the cry was now to anger in that moment because 
um, it provided this platform whereby people can actually release all their yeah, anger out, yeah. rather than seeking that hope of knowing that there's the somewhere that we're going. This somewhere is greater than the problems that we're facing right now. Like I was looking even yesterday, um, we've got various preachers from everywhere praying for Zimbabwe. T.D. Jakes on his platform praying for Zimbabwe. Right. You've got so many people on live TV shows praying for Zimbabwe because there's something that, there's a goal that is in it. But as I said, like we're in that refining moment whereby if we're able to look at the source of our hope, we're able to see this beautiful, um, like this, this, this beautiful change in the attitude of the people actually um, to, to choose something that is completely right, something that is completely determined, although corruption might be high on its roots, but we can't do anything in that perspective, but hope that we have people who are quite, um, we need government advisors um, going into like, if I don't want to be in politics completely, not mm-hmm. because I hate politics or not because I don't need to be a part of it, but I want to be at a position whereby I can um, advise. You know, there's some people who are quite to, able to be advising the, the the political parties to to, to advise to, to to bring in your perspective of saying this is what you think about them, um, because there's this whole aspect about if you have enough money, you can lend an ear to someone, basically. But we don't want it to be centered around money, but it has to be centered around the the perspective and the goals that we have in our lives to say, this is where we want our country to go, and we are ready to do the work for it to actually get there. The touch is our subject. You came for it, and we gave you gave you something. <laughs> you know, I would love to actually continue that because I think there's so much more to talk about on that topic. Yeah, but basically what you said just reminded me as well. I think you even quoted this Psalm 36 verse 9. Um, if only we are able to see the light. And it reminds me of like the Kanye West song, Ultra Light Beam. Uh, where it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm no longer afraid of the night because I just look to the light, which is so right that I think for sure people need to release their emotions in some way, but there should be kind of a balance as well. I mean, you should always look like how much more is it going to do more harm than good and then make a decision based off of that. Uh, But just to conclude, I see a lot of your posts like you, they are related to like the society and you just bettering it and you just bringing your, you know, your very warm, generous, generous spirit. Um, and then low-key, I'll be wondering, like, okay, where are the civil engineering posts? So, <laughs> which I know is difficult to do. But, you know, there are people out there who really, you know, brag about what they do and everything. So um, yeah. I'm wondering, would you, is civil engineering your, um, would you go back and do civil engineering? Or would you do something different if, you know, if money or whatever wasn't a, wasn't um in in the equation let me address this in its hierarchy like hierarchies and, and orders civil engineering is a gift that god has given me to be able to be at places that i never thought i would be mm-hmm. um for example if it was not for civil engineering i would not be here this very moment it's it's, it's those like opportunities that it has given me but the first thing that is on my heart is always ministry i love people so much um mm-hmm. that 
if anything in the world could not go according to plan or if anything doesn't work for God, I don't want. If my tennis, because I'm competing now professionally and I'm loving that space as well. Right. But if my tennis is not going to be helping me compete, uh, like um, it's not going to be helping me to do the ministry that I want to do, God take it away. If my civil engineering is not going to be working towards you, God take it away. Um, so my first heart is always going to be lying in ministry, in ministry work and um, being able to share the word of God, being able to have people around me. Like that's the biggest thing that I, I, I value in my life. So everything else feeds from that. All the channels that I want to be or all, all the persons that I want to be. Like I was talking to this friend of mine, telling them what my typical day would look like. Let's say on a Sunday, like the ones that I'll be like, okay, at least I'm content with them probably um, for the rest of my life being. We wake up in the morning with my whole family at the table. Um, we go to church pretty much and then we finish at around 12 o'clock or whatever it is, uh, one o'clock it is. And then maybe at three o'clock, I'm already competing at tennis, um, like playing up until like five o'clock or four o'clock or something like that and then on the following day i've got like consultations from uh, civil engineering firms that are asking for my advice in that perspective to say hey what do you think about this matter i'm not going to be like in office for like 20 um 20 hours or something like that it's always going to be consultancy so my engineering is going to be um that one whereby there's so tough situations and that needs resolving, that needs consultation. And by the help of the Holy Spirit is able to actually help me out to see where things are going wrong. So I think God has gifted me with this ability to understand the mechanics of how things work and what's wrong and what's not, what, what, what like what's not going um, okay. Mm -hmm. um, and this even starts off by the conversations that I'm having with people because um, people will always have stuff that are working and stuff that are not working. And having someone to listen to or at least they're telling you what's not working in their lives is the most important thing that I think I'm called to. That's why you see some of my posts are pretty much people filled because that's where my energy comes from or that's where my motivation comes from to know that I can stand at a position whereby someone can become a better person by just lending them an ear, not even advice, just lending them an ear. And then from there... God just does his stuff and then, yeah, makes me, makes it happen. So don't you worry, civil engineering is in the pact, but yeah. it will be looking a little bit different. Yeah, so many projects to do in Zim. So I think civil engineering will be like uh, a little bit pumping out there. Um, the connections that we're making now, they're going to be used in the future. So the people that we're meeting right now, they're really important and treat everyone really good because... Um, you you never know who's ready to invest in you. If there was an investor in Australia um, who wanted to invest in Zim and doesn't have anyone they know to invest in Zim with, uh, the moment they know you, Nyasha, now they know that there's a person that is completely in Zim that I can trust in, that I can invest in. Right. Um, and you would see those connections are way much uh, better than monetary value. So right. the more people you know, is way much better to as compared to what's in your bank account. Right. Wow. It has been such a recurring theme on this series that relationships, especially like strong relationships, that where there is value, it's been so wonderful talking to you. I think there's just not many people out there who are deep thinkers and who 
value, purpose, and yeah. all the things that I see you doing. So um, you. I am proud of the things that you do. And you guys, like, I, I think you're a good example. Completely. It's, oh, thank um, you. It's a really good project that you're embarking on. And let everyone out there know, this is, this is something that, probably on a part two series we need to know what your heart is on it um right. actually interviewing you as well to actually <laughs> see um what, what what came in the mindset to actually bring up i, I know you made a video before but um asking it wasn't everything angles. yeah 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 asking in different angles to see where you're at but this platform it has been nothing but great and um awesome in terms of providing those uh voices and actually meeting as well beautiful people like you so thank you so much okay you're gonna make me cry <laughs> thank you so much thank you so much for your time it's been wonderful you. um your hair is great also so uh that's uh, another topic that we'll talk about yeah but <laughs> definitely come back and teach yeah, us yeah. like yeah, it's so controversial in zim right and now that one will will make people pay as well like if you teach people <laughs> how you do your hair exactly. like we'll be charging exactly. only two thousand per session so it's fine <laughs> um okay